السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam His entire household, all his companions We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless them all and to bless every single one of us and to grant us goodness in this world and the next. Ameen. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, it is important for us to know that Allah has prepared Jannah and Paradise for us. Don't lose hope. It is not out of your reach by the will of Allah. By the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we know we are human beings. We know that we have made mistakes. We know that we commit sin. But we also know that we seek forgiveness of Allah we do not continue in our bad ways and habits. Our lives do change. And this is why we have such a blessed month of Ramadan, whereby we want to save ourselves from the fire. Every single night, there are so many people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants freedom from the fire of Jahannam. So save yourselves by asking Allah, Oh Allah, save us from the fire of Jahannam. And this is why we say, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prepared Jannah and no one was supposed to be in it, then indeed we would become hopeless. But Allah says, don't lose hope in my mercy. Don't worry, Jannah is for you. Just try it. Let's listen to some of the qualities mentioned in Surah Ala Imran regarding those who will be going into Jannah. They are the ones, verse number 16, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا إِنَّنَا they are the ones who say, Oh, our Rabb, we have believed. We have believed. So we want you to forgive our sins, O oh Allah, and we want you to save us from the punishment of the fire. So Allah says, These people, they will earn Jannah. Their qualities continue in the next verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, As-sabirina wal-sadiqina wal-qanitina wal-munfiqina wal-mustaghfirina bil-ashar. They are the ones who are patient. They have a lot of sabr. And sabr, you know, is divided into three categories. The first is to bear patience or to utilize your energies to make yourself obey the instruction of Allah. That is the first type of sabr. The second is to restrain yourself from committing sin. That is the second type of sabr. And the third is to accept fate and decree when it comes in your direction. You need to know this. So when decree comes in my direction, as much as I have tried whatever I wanted to do in my life, ultimately only what Allah wants will happen. So at the end of the day, I tried my best, alhamdulillah, sometimes I achieve, sometimes I do better than expected, and sometimes it doesn't happen that way, something else happens. Accept it, that is sabr. Allah says, as-sabirin, they are the ones of Jannah. As-sadiqeen, the truthful, those who are truthful, they speak the truth, they mix with those who are truthful, they stay away from falsehood and stay away from company that engages in falsehood. They have nothing to do with falsehood. They are the ones also, Jannah is nearby for them. Allahu Akbar. Then Allah says, Al-Qanitin, those who are obedient. 
When we are obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, life becomes amazing. Life becomes worth living. And in fact, we know if we were to die right now, where would we go? Subhanallah. If we tried to obey Allah, we tried to bear patience, we tried to seek forgiveness. Do you think that the most merciful will say, I don't want to accept the good that you've done. I'm still going to cast you in hellfire. No, 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 no. Allah is Ghafoorul Rahim. Allah is most merciful. The month of mercy, the month of goodness and the mercy of Allah. Allah is Ghafoorul Rahim even outside Ramadan. Imagine in the month of mercy, what type of mercy do you think Allah will have? Brothers and sisters, don't lose hope, but change your ways and habits. A time needs to come when you and I need to feel within ourselves enough is enough. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May He make us strong solely for His sake. Then Allah says, munfiqeen. Some Allah has blessed them with wealth. You can use that wealth to earn your paradise. I recall at the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was a need and the Prophet sallallahu made an announcement. Whoever spends X amount will have paradise. Whoever, for example, buys this well known as Ruma will have Jannah. Here comes Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu anhu, humbly with utmost humility. And he purchases the entire well and he makes it work for the Muslimin. The Prophet sallallahu says, Uthman will not be affected by anything he does after today. Subhanallah. It means he used his wealth in order to earn Jannah. He was still obedient. It doesn't mean that after that you can now be disobedient. I recall once I made mention of a cat and I said that, you know, there was a person who was granted paradise because uh, they were compassionate to a cat or a dog as well. Person achieved forgiveness because they were compassionate to a dog. So one youngster said, I no longer eat salah. I've just got seven cats at home and I'm sure Allah will give me Jannah. I've got seven cats at home. The point is, yes, you might have a cat or two, subhanallah, you'll be compassionate, but that does not negate the fact that you need to be obedient to Allah, even in other things. You need to try your best, be a wholesome person, a person who understands all the aspects that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking of them. So Allah says, bil After making mention of those who spend as those who are near to paradise, Allah says, also the ones who seek forgiveness in the early hours of the morning. That is the most blessed time before Salatul Fajr. You get up quietly, no one is watching. And what you do is you seek Allah's forgiveness. Oh Allah, forgive me. What I've done was very bad. Oh Allah, I was young, I was youthful, I was energetic. I went here and I went there and I did this and I did that. Wrong things. Oh Allah, I've changed my life. Understand Allah can never ever turn you away. Never, not once. If you are genuine, Allah says, I come to you faster than you can come to me. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that hope that we need. Similarly, the other duas that are made mention of towards the end of Surah Ala Imran, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how the people make duas. I'm mentioning this because they have in them saving ourselves from the punishment. رَبَّنَا إِنَّنَا سَمِعْنَا مُنَادِيًا يُنَادِي لِلْإِيمَانِ أَنْ آمِنُوا بِرَبِّكُمْ فَآمَنَّا Verse number 193, Surah Ala Imran. Allah says, O oh our Rabb, meaning the dua is made, O oh our Rabb, we heard a caller calling to believe in our Rabb, so we believed in you, O oh Allah. 
ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا as a result we are asking you oh Allah now that we've believed now that we are trying to follow this messenger the caller who called oh Allah forgive us we are trying oh Allah forgive us وكفر عنا سيئاتنا and delete for us or grant us expiation of our sins وَتَوَفَّنَا مَعَ الْأَبْرَارِ Grant us resurrection with the righteous. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us resurrection with those who are righteous. Ameen. My brothers and sisters, important to make these du'as. Extremely important to make these du'as. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how you will save yourself by following the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do you know there is a growing number or there are a growing number of people who say, I will follow the Qur'an. As for the sunnah, there are too many arguments, too many debates. I don't want to follow the sunnah. Leave it on one side. I will only follow the Qur'an. Wallahi, you cannot call yourself a Muslim. You cannot call yourself a person who has true iman. You have perhaps believed in La ilaha illallah. What was the point of saying Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam if you don't want to take from him? It would be foolish because I could tell you the same Quran that you are saying follow it was brought by that same man. Subhanallah. No argument about that. He came with it. So naturally he, his instruction would be absolutely perfect. He would know how to explain that book. It's amazing. So if you don't accept that, you are foolish. But still, if you want to accept only the Quran, Allah knows that you would exist. So Allah in the Quran tells you to follow the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu so if you are really and truly following just the Quran, it will lead you automatically to follow the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu And if you don't follow that sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu you have not followed the Quran. Listen to this beautiful verse number 31 of Surah Al-Imran. قُلْ إِن Oh Muhammad sallallahu tell them if you love Allah, then follow me. Which means if you love Allah, follow Muhammad sallallahu Look, this is a verse of the Quran. Allah is saying, if you love Allah, who should you follow? Muhammad sallallahu So those who say we don't want to follow his sunnah, what are they talking about? Here is the verse of the Quran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you follow Muhammad sallallahu as a result, Allah will love you and he will forgive your sins. So let's try to follow Muhammad sallallahu And inshallah, we will achieve the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He ends that verse also with, Allah is most forgiving, most merciful once again. Thereafter, my brothers and sisters, some of us, we are young and we hope and we pray that we have children. Some people want more children. They have two or three children and they say, I wish I could have had more, subhanAllah. And some people, they are just looking for a spouse. May Allah grant those who don't have spouses, spouses. And offspring. So remember, you have a dream of having children, but you need to start off by having a wife, come on, or a husband. Because without that, how are you going to fulfill that dream? May Allah make it easy for you. Amen. Thereafter, you might get married and guess what? You want the children, but Allah for some reason holds them back. He knows, I'm going to hold this back from this person. Whatever his reasoning is, never ever question the decree of Allah. You are allowed to keep on asking, keep on hoping, keep on, you know, trying. But you don't lose hope and you don't question the decree of Allah. Allah knows why things happen. Save yourselves the stress by 
believing in Allah. If you don't believe in Allah, you cannot save yourself. That stress, that feeling of loneliness, that feeling that what's happening to me? Is Allah upset with me? Why don't I have children? Why this? Why that? Why are these people asking me a question? When are you going to start a family? But don't they know I'm trying for the last 10 years and I don't even, this is so depressing to hear it. My brothers and sisters, be considerate when you ask people who don't have children, when are you going to have children? They might burst out in tears because they can't have those children. Maybe they are not blessed with them. May Allah bless you all with children. Amen. And may those children not just be any old ordinary kids. May they be children who will be the coolness of your eyes. My brothers and sisters, to save yourself that stress and that tension, you need to be like Zakaria alayhi salam. You need to be a person who's happy. Happy with the decree. If Allah chose for me children, alhamdulillah. Allah chose for me only girls, I'm very, very happy. Allah chose for me only boys, I'm excited. Allah chose for me no children, I know I will get in Jannah. Allahu Akbar. Allah chose for me boys and girls, I know it's a responsibility. Look at it positively. Don't look at your problems negatively. Allah knows. My brothers and sisters, save yourselves from that stress, that tension, the sickness, the physical maladies that come as a result of your brain questioning the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, verse number 38 of Surah Ala Imran makes mention of the dua of Zakaria alayhi salam. He was old. And he didn't have male children. He didn't have progeny, you know, progeny, offspring. And so something inspired him. He used to make dua to Allah, but something inspired him even further. He saw Maryam alayha salatu wassalam. She had fruit when she was in her place of worship. She had designated a, a place of worship. When she was there, he noticed that she has fruit that is outside the season. You know, seasonal fruit, mashallah, in winter you'll have the oranges because Allah wants you to have vitamin C. Did you ever know that? The seasonal fruit is something amazing. But out of season fruit is something miraculous. Well, you might say, just go to food lovers market and you'll find everything there. We're talking about a time when there, were no, there was no transport from place to place and so on. And here she has fruit that was out of season. He looks, he says, where did you get this from? She says, this is from Allah. It's from Allah. Allah gives whomsoever He wishes without any form of limit. Allah gives. So he was inspired. He thought to himself, if Allah can give this Maryam alayha salatu wasalam fruit outside of season, I'm a man outside of season. You know what that means? I'm old, you know? I'm old. No one would expect me to have children now. They say, may, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all with children who will be the coolness of our eyes. So, subhanallah, he says, now that I'm old, I have seen something. Let me make a dua to Allah. Oh Allah, you gave her this. Give me children. Give me offspring. So Allah says, At that juncture, Zakaria called out to his Rabb. He says, Oh my Rabb, grant me pious offspring. Oh my Rabb, grant me pious offspring. You are indeed the hearer of my dua. You can hear what I'm saying. You know what I want. Allah says, Oh Zakaria, we've given it to you. Subhanallah. The conviction with which you've asked, you have waited for so long, we've given it to you. How many years later? We don't know exactly. But we know it was a long time later. 
some people have children after 10 years, 20 years, sometimes more, sometimes less. Be patient. Allah knows. You know, the doctors will tell you, just go on a holiday. Inshallah, you'll come back having conceived. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all offspring who will be the coolness of our eyes. So this is something that we learn from not to harm ourselves, to save ourselves from this harm by accepting the decree of Allah, continue to make your dua. That is your paradise. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the Prophet Jesus, may peace be upon him. And I'm going to spend a bit of time on this because it's important for us to know. We believe in the Prophet Jesus, may peace be upon him. We call him Isa alayhi salatu wassalam. That's what we call him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that Jesus, peace be upon him, told his followers and his disciples to worship Allah, to fear Allah. Not once did he say, worship me or consider me a God or consider me a part of a trinity and so on. So save yourselves by worshipping the maker, not worshipping the creation of that maker. So we say, O oh, you who made us and who made Jesus, may peace be upon him, you are the only one we worship. You will save yourself because Allah does not want us to associate any form of partnership with him. And this is why I have, or oh, I'm going to be mentioning verse number 50 of Surah Al Imran. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Isa alayhi salatu wassalam told his people, Fattakullaha wa ati'oon. Inna allaha rabbi wa rabbukum fa'buduhu. Hada siratum mustaqeem. He says, be conscious of Allah and follow me. Just like Muhammad said, just like all the other messengers said, they said, worship Allah, but follow me. Follow what I have to say. Moments ago, I told you, we follow Muhammad but who do we worship? We worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jesus, may peace be upon him, said the same thing. Worship Allah, the creator, the maker, but follow me. I will guide you. I will show you the path. I will show you what that maker wants. And he continues, verse number 51 of Surah Al Imran. He says, indeed, Allah is my maker, my nourisher, my cherisher, my sustainer, my provider, and yours. Inna Allah Rabbi. You know the term Rabbun includes all of that. And Allah is your Rabb, my Rabb and your Rabb. So worship Him alone. That is definitely the straight path. So my brothers and sisters, let's save ourselves from the punishment of hellfire. Let's save ourselves from the wrath of the Almighty. Let's save ourselves from doing something wrong. Let's worship the maker and the maker alone. And let's offer absolute and utmost respect to all these messengers. But we won't render acts of worship for them or to them. We will follow their path. We will follow everything they have told us. And we will try our best to be as close as possible to their path. But we worship Allah, the maker alone. He who made me, he who made you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us all. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the disciples of Jesus. May peace be upon him. Verse number 53. And Allah says what they said. They supplicated Allah. Do you know what they said? رَبَّنَا آمَنَّا بِمَا أَنزَلْتَ وَاتَّبَعْنَا الرَّسُولَ فَاكْتُبْنَا مَعَ الشَّاهِدِينَ Oh our Rabb, we have believed in what you have revealed and we have followed the messenger. So write us from amongst those who have borne witness. Same dua I mentioned moments ago, isn't it? Who said it? Someone else. 
The disciples of Jesus, Al-Hawariyun, they are known as the disciples of Jesus, may peace be upon him. They too said, oh our Rabb, we have believed in what you revealed. We followed this messenger. So write our names from amongst those who bear witness or who have borne witness to this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep lesson from this. My brothers and sisters, it is a serious matter. It is a matter of worshipping Allah alone. What a simple thing. Yet, we complicate things. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assist us in this regard. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then speaks about an argument that happened. Sometimes we argue about things that are futile. Sometimes we argue about unnecessary things. Save yourselves that argument. Don't argue. Never argue with a fool. Like they say, people may not know the difference. What you need to do is present your opinion and move on. Present the evidence and move on. So it is reported and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of this in the Quran. Verse number 65 of Surah Ala Imran where the people of the book made up of the Jews and the Christians. They had the Torah and the Injil, the Bible and the Torah. And they are arguing about the Prophet Abraham. Was he Jewish or was he Christian? Big argument. Was the Prophet Abraham Jewish or was he Christian? So the Jews would say that he was Jewish and the Christians would say he was Christian. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds in the Quran, verse number 65 of Surah Ala Imran. Ya ahlal kitabi lima tuhajjuna fi Ibrahim wa ma unzilati tawratu O people of the book, why are you arguing? Why are you arguing about the Prophet Abraham being Jewish or Christian? Yet the Torah and the Bible were only revealed after him. Common logic. Imagine the Torah and the Injil were revealed after Ibrahim والسلام, and you are arguing that he's a follower of the Torah or he's a follower of the Injil. Allah says, مَا كَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ يَهُودِيًّا وَلَا نَصْرَانِيًّا وَلَكِنْ كَانَ حَنِيفًا مُسْلِمًا وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ The Prophet Abraham was neither Jewish nor was he a Christian. Obviously he was there before Christianity and Judaism. Allah says he was a submitter he submitted to Allah and he did not associate partners with Allah he was not a mushrik I'm sure you understand the meaning of the term mushrik he worshipped Allah alone so Allah is making it clear to say stop arguing over the man look at what he did and follow what he did he worshipped one maker the maker alone so follow that save yourselves the stress the aggro the argument just follow what the man did may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding then sometimes, you know, a long time back, some of us who are slightly elderly here, even older than myself, I'm sure you would bear witness that there was a time when our fathers and our grandfathers, when they did business, people believed them by their tongues. They would give them stock, they would allow them to trade, they would do so much and they would say, no problem, you can pay me whenever you want. What was written? Nothing. It was wrong, but never mind. They trusted them. Wrong meaning you should be writing things, no matter who it is, your brother or your father, you must write it down. We mentioned that a few days ago. You must. The Quranic instruction, if you want to 
save yourself from problems in the future, whether you're alive or not, write everything down. Your son, your father, your brother, whatever transactions they are, write them down and let people bear witness. Make sure. But anyway, there was a time when people didn't used to write because there was honesty. Then people started breaking that honesty, the trust, the pledge, the covenant. And you know what happens today? Even if you go to the lawyers and you strike an agreement and you sign it and the whole dunya has seen it and you put it on Facebook and Instagram, still the people can break that. And guess what? They will find a legal loophole to break it. May Allah forgive us. That's where the world has descended to. We should be people who never break our promises. Allah says those who break their promises and they buy against their pledge to Allah something cheap, which means you are ready to sell your faith for wealth or for something material, for power or for position or for something material. Allah says they will be severely punished. So save yourselves from the punishment by being honest and upright, by prioritizing. That's what you and I need to do. Let's prioritize in the most correct way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse number 77 of Surah Ala Imran, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَشْتَرُونَ بِعَهْدِ اللَّهِ وَأَيْمَانِهِمْ ثَمَنًا قَلِيلًا Those who purchase with their pledge to Allah and with the oaths that they take, a meager amount, for a meager amount, they have purchased something in lieu of this pledge that they have made. So they've taken an oath and the pledge to Allah is the pledge of the deen, the faith, the religion. You're ready to sell it for something minor, small. You know what Allah says? You can cry if you hear. Those people, they have no portion in the akhirah. Allah doesn't want to give them anything in the hereafter. And Allah doesn't want to talk to them. He won't talk to them. And Allah will not even look at them. And Allah will not grant them purification. And they will have a painful punishment. It's not worth it. Let's save ourselves from all of this by being honest, upright people who prioritize who know I'm a Muslim, I'm honest, I'm not supposed to cheat, I cannot swear an oath when I am telling a lie. I'm sure you know, sometimes people say, Wallahi, Wallahi. Okay, there are two, three types of Wallah. Some is when you say Wallahi, just while you are speaking, you don't really mean to take an oath, but it's part of your speech. That's called Allahu fi aymanikum. Something that is in your speech and you don't mean to actually swear an oath. Someone says, what's the time? You say, Wallahi, it's two o'clock. Which means, my brother, it's two o'clock. You're not really meaning to take an oath. But I promise you, I have noticed and I'm sure you have. When people say that, Wallahi, with a lot of tajweed, a lot of the times they've got something to hide. They say, Wallahi, my brother, Wallahi, I'm telling you. And you know, the man is telling a fib. He's, a, he's lying, actually. Astaghfirullah. I look at him, I say, oh, is it? Okay. Do you want to try again? Maybe the tajweed was not proper. <laughs> MashaAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who are honest. Really, we can save ourselves from a lot of discomfort, from a lot of punishment of Allah by being honest and upright. When you are honest, you don't even need to swear an oath. The minute you say, you know what, brother, this is what it is, they will believe you. They know this man don't lie. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. 
The last point I want to make mention of this evening, and inshallah we will continue. We are moving slowly but surely, and I'm moving through the passages of the Quran. Allah says, if you want righteousness, righteousness, you know, the piety, the closeness to Allah, you need to understand the limits of your link with this world. If you don't understand the limits, you will get sucked into it. You know, it's not wrong to have the best car and the best house, but when that comes in the way of your obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have a major disaster. That's what it is. This is why Allah says, when your heart is attached to something material, spend it. You'll achieve righteousness. Give it. Allahu Akbar. You love your Rolex so much that you know what? Anything happens to it, that's it. You can murder someone if they've scratched it. Give it away. Allahu Akbar. Why? Don't worry. Your character, your conduct, your attachment here. You're going to die. When you die, they're not going to say, hang on, hang on, Rolex, Rolex. Make sure it's there. No way. Not at all. Never. May Allah forgive us. So my brothers and sisters, that attachment, remember, Allah says in verse number 92 of Surah Ala Imran, You will never achieve righteousness until you spend from that which you love. Spend it. Then you see what you get. You will have null attachment to materialistic items. And you know what will happen at that stage? Allah will throw the dunya to your feet. Allah will throw things at your feet. And you're like, subhanallah, I'm just giving this away, I get more. You give that away, you get more. Okay, I'm going home and giving my Rolex away. By tomorrow, I better get another two. <laughs> May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all, my brothers and sisters. What a beautiful lesson we learn. Allah says, وَمَا تُنْفِقُوا مِنْ شَيْءٍ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ بِهِ عَلِيمٌ Remember, whatever you spend, Allah knows about it. Allah is watching. May Allah accept our fasting, may Allah accept our charities, may Allah accept our good deeds, and more than anything, may Allah change our hearts to become pure and good. And may Allah help us change our bad ways and habits. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.